Welcome to the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into DCOMs. I'm Lizzie, a matching pair of best friend headsets. And I'm Hannah, four child-sized leather trench coats. <laughs> and today is our discussion of 2002's Get a Clue. Welcome back, everyone. We hope you enjoyed last week's discussion of Avalon High. If you haven't heard it yet, if you haven't tuned in, we do um, encourage you to do so. You don't yes. have to listen to it before this episode, although I do command that you go listen. It would be good for our egos, mm-hmm. um, our cash revenue, our mental health, mm-hmm. our superiority complexes. Yeah, we had a super fun time. We appreciated uh, all the nice words from all the people that did listen. Yes, we had a lot of really nice comments and messages from people who really enjoyed the last episode, which is really, really great. Do um, share it, Lizzie? I do. Um, so... I know last week we read a, f- a nice message from my friend Julia. She sent another wonderful message this week. So I've decided that we're just going to read. We might just have a segment called Nice Things That Julia Says at this yeah. point. Um, so she listened to it on Wednesday evening and she said in all caps, ah, thanks for the feature. Yet another fantastic episode by the amazing Lizzie Hobbs and by the who I only can assume is awesome Hannah. And then she said, this made me feel the need to march my ass to Disney Plus and watch Avalon High. So, so we appreciate that, Julia. So um, to the cast and crew of Avalon High, you know who to run your royalties to now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that 37 cents you're getting in your, in your bank account. And they do get it because one of the Cheeto girls did tweet about, please go watch it. I need the money. I was going to say, uh, this isn't a specific review, but we do already have five five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts, which... We do? Yeah, already. I checked, and only one of them is me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Hannah, thank you for the people who did. Hannah is our most devoted um, interactor with all of our podcast social media and everything. I am. We well, Lizzie and I are always the first two to like our Instagram posts. And as Lizzie Hobbs did say something about, you know, nepotism. Yeah. We love we're, it. We're nepotisming ourselves. Step aside, Dan and Eugene Levy. We're coming for that's, your bag. That's showbiz, baby. That's showbiz, baby. I love them. Mm-hmm, me too. But yes, yeah, so thank you all for tuning in again this week. We're super excited to jump right into our discussion of Get a Clue. I had completely forgotten the plot of this movie. I know I had watched it in youth, had completely forgotten what happened in this movie. And so it was a delight to rewatch it and be reminded. Just like last week, we are going to have, again, or Hannah this week, I did it last week, um, is going to give us a brief, brief summary in her own words of the mm-hmm. plot. Whatever she deems most important about this movie, she's going to summarize for us. And then I'm going to tell you the official uh, movie synopsis afterwards. And we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what the people who made the movie think is important and what we think is important. Yeah, right, and we're so. still calling this segment um 30-second summaries because I like the alliteration, but I'd say give give me a minute. Yeah. Um, although honestly, I watched this like last Wednesday, so I might be a little fuzzy. All right, Hannah, would you like me to count you in? Please. All right. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so there's this um girl named Lexi, and she's like a seventh or eighth grader at an elite. Um, kind of school in New York City in Manhattan 
and she is into journalism and she wins a journalism contest and gets a story about two of her teachers into like a big newspaper in New York. Um, But then the next day at school, all the buzz about it, one of the teachers seemingly makes a murder threat about the other one towards the other one. And then he goes missing. The one who was threatened seems to have drowned in the Hudson River. Um, Lexi and one of her friends and then some boys at school who become their friends have to hunt him down, see if he's alive, see who did it. It's a whodunit kind of. Um, and then it turns out that maybe there was a murder. Maybe there's not. Um, it's a summary, not a it's not spoiler free. So he didn't die. But then they have to find out why he went missing and who is causing him to have to live a secret life. And that's the end. That was exactly one minute. I'm so proud of me. That was really impressive. And also like a fairly thorough synopsis of the movie, I felt. I forgot that a summary can include spoilers. And I was like trying to not um, say that that Mr. Walker, I think is his name, like isn't dead. Yeah. Because spoiler alert, he's not actually dead. Yeah. Um, So... But I had never seen this movie. I know this is a later point, but I hadn't seen it. So I was fully strung along to the mystery the whole time. So the IMD, IMDb synopsis is simply one sentence. Oh. The Disney Plus one is also one sentence. And the IMDb Give it to one us, Lizzie. longer. So the IMDb one says, A wealthy student with too much fashion sense, her equally rich friends, and her rival slash superior from the school paper work together to solve the case when their teacher goes missing. That's all. That the only thing that that includes that my summary left out is that Lexi is that this movie is also all about fashion, even though it's not. Yeah, it like is. Here are several things that I take issue with here. Mm -hmm. I don't like that it says that she has too much fashion sense, I think. Is there such a thing? That's their opinion, and it's incorrect. Mm -hmm. The part that says her equally rich friends, I highly doubt it. I don't she think seems so. to be the richest of them all. Yeah, and they then, live they live on an entire floor of a building in Manhattan. On the Upper East Side. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then they refer to the like lead male character, the one who's her age, as her rival slash superior, which <laughs> feels wrong. Yeah, to he's me. not her superior. He Jack is just like um He's like another. He doesn't like that she writes a, a so-called gossip column, and he I writes mean, something serious. Like he's I guess like maybe he, the editor. He might technically be the editor, but like they're he's all thirteen. Rub the class. Yeah, they're all thirteen. Yeah. Okay. So yes. So that's the synopses there. Um, I frankly think Hannah did a much better job. But Thank you. Yes. So the IMDb score here is. out of 10 stars. Oh, Um, that's an F. That's that's not great, certainly. And the that's with like 6,000 people having given reviews of that, too. Oh, that's not great. That surprises me a little because this movie honestly felt pretty strong for most of it. Towards like the end, like the conclusion was odd, which... Um, after reading a little bit about this movie, it's because they were still writing the script as they were filming. So they didn't know where it was going to end as they were filming, it turns yeah. out. Um, which you can kind of tell. But overall, I thought this was honestly kind of a strong movie. 
Yeah, I mean, it. there are parts of it that I was like, okay, this is very much like a two. This is a 2002 Disney Channel original movie, certainly. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, wow, they really turned this into like a movie about fraud and embezzlement and blackmailing. That's something. So the Rotten Tomatoes audience score for Get a Clue is 42%. That's lower than Avalon High. It is significantly lower than Avalon High. It's a very short movie. It's less than an hour and a half long. Yeah. So that's nice. I appreciated that. It was written by Alana Senko. And like I said, um, they were still filming it. I mean, still writing the script as they filmed. And in fact, there was meant to be an alternative ending that they changed last minute. And actually, in the original ending, it says here on Wikipedia, the villain turned out to be Mrs. Stern, who was the Mr. Walker's love interest, who did provide the original murder. So the director of this movie is Maggie Greenwald, who has had a very interesting career here. Um, so she has 19 directorial credits, it says. Ooh. Get a clue, obviously. Also, an episode of The Backyardigans, which is great. Um, an episode. That, sorry, I was going to say it seems only one decom. Only one decom. An episode of Nashville, that show with Connie Britton. Um, mm-hmm. And then a couple episodes of Madam Secretary, which is like one of my favorite shows. I love oh. that show. But I, I'm a sucker for a political drama, which is one of my biggest character flaws, I think. I was going to say a fatal flaw. Yeah. I, it's one of my deepest regrets about myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. So this is starring some people that we You might have heard of before. Yeah. So Maybe. Lexi is played by... The one, the only, Lindsay Lohan. Star of many a Disney Channel movie. Yeah, she was 16 at the time. It was in the middle of one of her... She um, had a a multi-movie deal with Disney, with Disney Channel specifically, maybe. I mean, she's been in, you know, like Freaky Friday was not a decom. Um, Sadly. It was a a major theater release, I think. Yeah. Um, Also, she was in the Herbie Fully Loaded remake. Oh, she's in Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Yes, which is a decom, I think. Oh, I can't wait. I am almost 100% sure it is. Maybe. Um, I did not know know. she was born in the Bronx. Who could have known? No. But also, she was obviously, she was in The Parent Trap twice. She played twins. I thought she was in the reboot. No. (laughs) Was she? No. I was like, Um, oh, I didn't know. I haven't seen it. (laughs) that's hilarious no i mean she plays both twins she plays both twins and only gets well i guess she technically does get two credits does she i wonder if she got twice the money probably not and she was in mean girls which is great i don't want to say too much about Lindsay lohan because obviously you know she's had some some rough things happen to her but i think it would be fun if she's feeling up to it one day, I think she could return to Hollywood and we could get some strong films out of her. Because movies today just aren't the same without her. I hope so. I think, yeah, I know like during the course of, I don't want to say our childhoods, but probably like slightly later into childhoods, <laughs> like early adolescence, when people like Lindsay Lohan that like we all know as like child stars and 
we grew up kind of just with them being in movies mm-hmm. and when all of these kind of really really unfortunate things started happening in their lives it was super weird like i distinctly remember with like with jamie lynn spears like did you watch Mm -hmm. zoe 101 of course yeah when all of that went down with her and it was announced she was pregnant like i was not allowed to watch zoe 101 anymore oh interesting see i it was then although to be fair sorry. sorry to be fair that also could have just been my parents taking advantage of an opportunity because they shot thought the show was annoying so that way i wouldn't watch it anymore in which case smart i understand i understand where you're coming from and i think were i to go back and rewatch any of it now i would agree and i would say they made the smart choice but yeah it was a little bit interesting to watch this movie and see Lindsay lohan as as you know i think she was 16 when they filmed this and being like oh she's just like young and sweet and not that she's not young and sweet now but you know it was just you know before she looked so young she did i i was expecting her to be like you know like the same age as her character who i think was meant to be 13 or 14 so young it like all the characters did in fact another actor transitioning into this Brenda Song plays her best friend. The queen of Disney Channel. The first, like, ten minutes or so, I was like, oh, I literally wrote in my notes, her best friend looks like Brenda Song. It's probably not her, though, because she had this, like, short little almost bob. And then I looked it up, and it was her. Which I I completely forgot. Because I know that I probably saw this movie before I watched Sweet Life with Jack and Cody Mm -hmm. or, like, Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior. I have a... I have a feeling that that's what happened is that I had seen this one before and I had no recollection that she was in this. I knew Lindsay Lohan was in it, but there were a couple of people that really caught me off guard. Like, and I texted Hannah when I saw this. So kind of spoilers, the (laughs) man who ends up being the bad guy is like faking being a detective or whatever is played by, um, Charles Shaughnessy, I think is his last name, yeah. who played Mr. Sheffield in The Nanny. Your favorite. I love The Nanny. The Nanny is like one of those things that was always on early enough that like if I would get up early before school and had time to watch TV before school, it was on that early that I could watch The Nanny before school. And honestly, I'm shocked that I didn't end up like connecting the stop or i'm shocked i didn't end up sounding like fran drescher (laughs) i watched so much of the nanny i had never heard of the nanny until this summer when you told me about it (laughs) which is you told me about the instagram account about her fashion no offense it's shocking and disappointing disappointing. you have to watch it i haven't watched it yet but i have consumed some nanny related media including youtube videos about the fashion it's so good. Um, she reminds also, me of, of Janice from Friends. That's the wrong opinion. Other people in this are Amanda Plummer, who plays Miss Dawson, who is one of the teachers that Lindsay Lohan is kind of like looking into, who also was in the Hunger Games franchise. She was? Who did she play? She played the character Wyrus, if that you remember that. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't like a it was like a kind of significant part, but not like she wasn't one of the main the main people. Um and yeah. then there's also um Jack is played by 
Bug Hall, Bug short for Brandon. And he, I looked him up because I was like, wow, this kid looks just like a young Jim Halpert. I want to see what he looks like now. Maybe he looks like John Krasinski. So I looked him up. And the first thing that comes up is his mugshot because this man was arrested for huffing, <laughs> which I didn't know was illegal. And that, um, he also, there's some things not quite right about him. Hold on. All right. Uh, and has made some odd claims that we don't need to talk about on this pod. I'm just telling you, Lizzie. Yeah. He was on Charmed and... Hercules. He voiced something in Disney movie Hercules. Hercules. He also played Alfalfa in The Little Rascals. Yeah, that was his think first probably his like debut. The most important thing he's done. Yeah, I, I enjoyed his performance a lot in this movie, but I don't think I would enjoy him in real life. So we can't give a super subjective history of kind of our personal relationship to the movie this time around because... As Hannah said earlier, this is her first time watching this movie. I had seen it before, but hadn't seen it in a super long time and don't really remember having incredibly strong opinions about it as a child. I know I liked it, but I do have, however, thoughts Mm -hmm. from an actual child, child, preteen. I don't know. She's almost 12. What does that make her? A tween. I hate it. Lizzie's gagging. I'm so old. Sorry. Um, And Maggie had thoughts. I am so excited to hear her thoughts. Maggie had thoughts. She said, it was good, but not knock your socks off good. It was like Nancy Drew, but with a touch of Elle Woods overall. But my biggest critique is that they made the main character like a dumb blonde character, but it was still good. Seven out of ten. It needs work. Okay. I think that's founded. Which, you know what? I think she's absolutely right. And I do mm-hmm. think there were some parts where they kind of pushed the... The, like, Lindsay Lohan is, like, her character was, like, into fashion and she's rich and she writes a gossip column. She's not right. serious. Yeah. And I think it's super cool to have a smart, strong, leading female character who is, like, very open about liking that stuff. Yeah. And isn't like, I'm not like other girls. I wear a messy bun and sweatshirts and glasses all the time which is fine but yeah because honestly the fashion was one of the best parts of this movie if you go to our instagram at slumberparty.pod um i made a little collage of the 2002 fashion direct screenshots from this movie versus stuff i've seen on instagram like this month um and it's all exactly the same so the 20 year fashion cycle strikes again Absolutely. If you want, um, you know, some cowboy boots or a furry trimmed cardigan, um, perhaps some cool skinny tinted sunglasses, you're just borrowing from Get a Clue. It's okay. And you can be a detective. Skinny sunglasses do not work for me. My face is simply too large. Um, I think they work okay for me. I have a okay. pair that I call my blind mouse glasses, but the thing is... Like, if you're wearing them as actual sunglasses, they look ridiculous because, like, they're right here. Like, you have to wear them on, like, halfway down your nose. And then when you're actually driving or, like, in the sun, you look like an old woman. I know exactly what glasses you're talking about. Yeah. I think they're from, they're my mom's from the Dollar Tree. I love it. Um, I will say, cowboy boots, I am interested in getting back into. I also think that Hannah and I may have to invest sometime soon in those trench coat 
situations. That was an amazing outfit. It was all four of them in matching black trench coats, spy mission vibes. Yeah. Okay. So this is interesting because those of you who listened to last week's episode about Avalon High will be familiar with my leather jacket philosophy. Theory. Theory, etc. And I was like, oh, we're getting some leather jacket action. Let's see mm-hmm. what we can do. Let's, let's put on our spy goggles and see what we can deduce here. However, Lindsay Lohan playing Lexi wears a black leather trench coat. Brenda Song wears a black leather jacket. Their friend Gabe wears a black leather jacket. Jack, who is like Lindsay Lohan's rival slash love interest. They don't make that abundantly clear. Because they're 13. Because they're 13. And that's good. It doesn't need to be abundantly clear. Is wearing like a black windbreaker. And I'm like, well, here, that's the problem. But Lizzie, he's poor. He can't afford a leather jacket. He lives in Brooklyn. I know. That made me... They really tried to hammer that one over the head with the... Oh, he only lives in Brooklyn. He doesn't live in the Upper East Side. And I wrote in my notes, then why do they go to the same school? No way. One of the richest families, perhaps, like influential. Her dad works like is a at the New York Times. Why did they go to the same school? And then they explained that one minute later, like, oh, yes. he's on scholarship. Okay. He's on scholarship. So I'm glad that they made it abundantly clear. You know, they hit me over the head with it. Yes. Thank goodness, because I did actually need that assistance. Me too. Um, All right, so do you want to just hop right into our notes? Yeah, and I'm going to start with the quick point that um, as I was watching this movie, I had a fun game for myself called Crime Counter, and I counted the (laughs) amount of crimes committed in this room. (laughs) And give me just a moment to tally it up. (laughs) Um, Well, while Hannah's tallying, I'm just going to say the very first note with a big star, the music in this is incredible. It is. The music is so fun. It, I truly felt, I have very distinctive memories of listening to music that sounded like that sitting um, in a hair, like in a hair salon waiting for there like- was some good music. I was going to say there was a song at the very beginning of the movie called Get a Clue, which I looked up. It was not written for this movie, but it is perfect title reference. Also, Cupid had a heart if Cupid had a heart which I remembered from Selena Gomez singing it on a cameo on Hannah Montana oh my god I totally know what you're talking about now Mm -hmm. and it was in this movie I was wondering why that sounded so familiar it's because Selena Gomez as Michaela sang it on Hannah Montana by golly Hannah you've cracked the code Okay, I'm at, I have our crime counter total. We're at eight crimes that I wrote down. (laughs) And I'll list them for you. I'm sorry. (laughs) I just took a big sip of my black cherry seltzer water. um, And damn near spit it all over my laptop when you said that. We have, okay. We have murder threat. I think threatening murder is illegal. Um, We have impersonating an officer. Mm-hmm. Um, putting cameras facing into someone's windows, mm-hmm. breaking mm-hmm. and entering, um, blackmail, extortion, loitering, embezzlement. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Those are crimes. Oh, okay. So there were a couple of moments actually in this movie that they said things or did things and it prompted me with questions to ask you slash our viewers. Oh my gosh. Amazing. So the first moment was in the opening scene of the movie 
Um, Lindsay Lohan wakes up, uh, Lexi wakes up and immediately calls her best friend on their best friend matching headsets. And they start planning their outfits together. When you were in middle school, did you and your friends text each other pictures of possible outfits for the next day and coordinate outfits slash help each other with outfits? No, because I was not allowed to text anyone. Oh, so I got a cell phone in seventh grade. It was a flip phone, a track phone. Um, mm-hmm. But you weren't allowed to text? I wasn't allowed to text. I wasn't allowed to have people's phone numbers in there that weren't like adults for emergencies. The only reason I was allowed to have a cell phone is because I played sports after school and would walk home because I could walk to and from school. And so and then I actually I might have gotten it in sixth grade like when I turned 12 and then the only time I was allowed to text a friend was the only friend whose number I was allowed to have was my friend Cece who I would walk to school with oh okay who was like her mom was like my mom's best friend like when we lived more emergency context moments right and it was a or it was a like we're gonna walk school together today where are we meeting are we meeting at the end of my street are we meeting somewhere else yeah that was kind of the only reason that probably happened more um maybe like eighth grade freshman year of high school Mm mm-hmm because I went to a wicked small school. And yeah. So, in Belgium. Oh yeah, tiny. See, I um did in sixth grade. I made some new friends because that was like you know it was just kind of like at the beginning of the year you have to sit with the people in your class at lunch or whatever. Sure. So I sat vaguely with these girls that I knew when lived in my neighborhood, but I had never really talked to before, and we ended up being friends for all of middle school and like part of high school and they were more into like fashion not it's not fashion it was like Abercrombie clothes but like like (laughs) style and like what they wore than I had previously so then it would kind of be like well like we text each other like oh well I'm thinking of wearing either this or this tomorrow what do you think oh um I'm going to wear a skirt tomorrow will you wear a skirt tomorrow because you know you can't wear a skirt unless you're with your friends yes and then if one of you betrays and doesn't wear the skirt yeah you know what? Maybe I did. Now that I'm thinking about it, because I hadn't iPod Touch in middle school. Oh. So you could message on that. Mm-hmm. So maybe I did a little bit of that. I do remember this. Yeah. Honestly, in terms of the outfit thing, I probably do that more now. Yeah. <laughs> I probably do that more now. And text my friends, I'm like, does this make sense? Or if I'm wearing something, then I'll be like, mm. Like when I text you and I say, mm, accidentally dressed like an American girl doll for work. <laughs> accidentally dressed like a Republican senator. Yep. <laughs> yep. Relating to a conversation we had just a couple of minutes ago. Um, I'm a little, this was in 2002, this movie. Yeah. And, Lin- and Lindsay Lohan and her friend, played by Brenda Song, both have cell phones. In 2002, was it common for like 12 to 13 year olds to have cell phones, do you think? Because I remember in like, the mid-2000s, like, probably 2007, like, my mom was an eighth grade teacher, and most of her students did not have phones yet. It was, like, when you go to high school, you can get a phone. I think that's probably, like, a showing, like, how... that they're rich? Yes, how affluent they are. And also, I'm wondering if this is supposed to be, like, their 
first year of high school. High school. Maybe. It was, I, I feel like they said how old they were, but I don't fully remember. They might have been 14. Because I kind of can't imagine, like, a middle school having a school newspaper that's that involved. Yeah, it was also so odd, just newspaper related, that, like, ostensibly a gossip story about two teachers not even having an affair, just the fact that they are dating yeah. made, like won a news con won a contest and got to be in an actual like legitimate newspaper like it was not the new york times but it was like a competitor of the new york times the herald maybe i don't remember uh Either. i think it was the daily news is what they call something it like something. that like it was like but, why I would why why would they publish that and also like then it like everyone was talking about it yes it was like the talk of the town and it was like why why did they care the talk of all of Manhattan, that sounds unlikely. But I'm wondering, yeah. like, I guess if this was a, like, super elite, like, prep school, if, like, a yeah. bunch of famous people... Maybe it's high profile. There, maybe that's why. Yeah. Because, um... No, I liked that Brenda Song's character's name was Jen. Much like in Avalon High. There's a character named Jen who's the best. Recycling time. the same. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, it was a little. It got a little like stressful and like dark there for a second. Yeah, like, there was were, some legitimate danger. They were definitely implying that like the female teacher murdered the teacher that went missing. Yeah, which was like I said earlier, the intended ending, um, or one of the possible endings. But yeah, if she was like one of, I think her words were, one of us has to leave this school and it's not going to be me. Yeah. Ooh, like yeah. after he, after he, he broke up with her because of all like the publicity, the story about them was getting. Um, so Miss Dawson, the female teacher. Yeah. So is hosting career week. Yeah. In her, and I would just like to say the jobs here are hilarious because it starts off, she kicks off career week with a CIA agent. Mm -hmm. who just talks about how lonely she is and then next up is the taxidermist is, it goes from a cia agent to a taxidermist and he's not talking about his job he just is giving live demonstration like with advice he says when you do this of how to taxidermy a, a fish. fish yeah i wonder if he's the man that did all the filet fish fish oh maybe what Didn't a king I yeah that's great um, Lindsay Lohan had some great lines in this, um, one of which was, she's way too petite to be a murderer, <laughs> when describing Miss Dawson, the teacher. She yeah. also says to her dad, I believe, don't worry, Hakuna Matata. <laughs> she does! And I was like, and wow, Disney, you're really patting yourself on the back with that one. I realized I didn't make any notes about the little sister oh. who I feel important to bring up because she is wild. She's wild. And also I was watching this with Maggie and I just kept looking over at her like, hmm. She's like, she looked like she was like 11 or 12, but she seemed to be supposed to be, it seemed like she was supposed to be quite a bit younger than Lexi. Yeah. Um, and she has like a full on fortress in her room. Like it seems as if Lexi has never been in the sister's bedroom before because 
of like it's high security she's into spy she has like invisible ink decoder okay she has like mad scientist hair goggles that little blue like plastic spy kit that she had Mm -hmm. i would just like to go on record and state that i also owned that i think my sister might have as well I, yeah, I, yeah, that was very important to me. Um, there is a full spy store. Yeah. Um, and I understand New York City is a large and it contains multitudes. It's cosmopolitan. A, a store dedicated to things to spy on people is a little suspicious but the real kicker for me is that the employees of the store all of their shirts were just like black or gray t-shirts and in white letters like where like a pocket would be on a t-shirt like over your heart it just said spy (laughs) like they are all they're all retired spies which was hilarious um yeah jack was so snarky he was. I understand yeah, why. Like the first 15 like, minutes, maybe 45 minutes of the movie, he was snarky. He, like, was rude about the fact that she wrote a... They didn't call it a gossip column. A human interest column. Yeah. Um, he, like, made some, like, you know... Everyone was congratulating her for winning. And he was, like, mean about it in front of the teacher. Yeah. I wrote in my notes that um, Gabe, who is the fourth friend of the group... I don't think we've talked about him yet. He's, he's Jack's kind of his, BFF. Like, yeah, he's like tagging along a little bit. He has a camera. He's um, the, he's camera the one. Man. Yeah, he's surveilling. I wrote, I think Gabe is going to ruin this op for them. <laughs> yeah. Because Gabe was not being inconspicuous. Like when they're having their stakeout in a hotel lobby trying to catch the person who's guilty of extortion, basically. Yes. And so he when is like darting out, he has a camera and he is just within three feet of the people he's filming. So they do a classic boy-girl split up. Mm -hmm. So Lindsay Lohan goes with Jack. I don't know why. Lexi. Lexi, played by Lindsay Lohan, goes with Jack. And Brenda Song goes with Gabe, the character Gabe. Um, Because, as you do. Um, And I wrote, I'm so glad you had your crime counter here. Because I wrote, wow, so much of this is so illegal. Yeah. And I would also like to say, going back to Maggie's um, review here, where she compares her to, like, a Nancy Drew Elwood's crossover. Yeah. And I should specify, this is, like, Nancy Drew, the Emma Roberts movie, Nancy Drew. Of course. Um, Which is another incredible movie. I wrote here, I said, so Lindsay Lohan and Jack are like Nancy Drew and Ned just worse. Yes. It's like more a little, a little more annoying. Mm-hmm. But um also the funniest, the funniest part of this whole movie for me, they're surveying their teacher. They have a camera pointed into their teacher's apartment. <laughs> Brenda Song and Gabe are watching her from his house on across the, the street. Screen, across the street. And the teacher starts doing, like, an at-home workout yes. on the TV. And Brenda Song goes, oh, I love this exercise tape. 
Jasmine gets up and starts doing it. <laughs> That's hilarious. And Hannah, did you play a lot of Just Dance when you were younger? I play a lot of Just Dance now. <laughs> and do you have several of them just muscle memory at this Memorized, point? Memorized, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Katy Perry, Hot and Cold. Mm-hmm. Rasputin. Um, that song, You Can Ring My Bell. Yeah. It's all... <laughs> It's all up here. And that's what it reminded me of. That's what it reminded me of. Oh, my God. I um, I did like, I should have brought this up earlier, but Maggie's uh, comparison to Elle Woods is really astute, especially compar- considering the climax of the film and how Lexi solves the mystery with her knowledge of fashion. Yes, which is so funny because, so for those of you who follow the Instagram, at slumberparty.pod will know that this past week for Avalon High, we did this thing that was like, if you liked Avalon High and our discussion of Avalon High, here's some other, here's some other media that you might enjoy. Books, movies, other TV shows, etc. And I was already going to say the Emma Roberts, Nancy Drew movie. And then I was thinking about this at work and I was like, oh, maybe legally blonde like i've already written it down and i had not read maggie's thing until today and we were on the same wavelength so that's really fun and if you're interested in hearing the other types of media that we're consuming we talk about it on instagram Instagram. on mondays we do beyond the pod which Mm -hmm. is a little update about what we're reading and watching and listening to and then we do Rex based on whatever movie we're watching this week. So that's yeah, on Fridays. Um, <laughs> Hannah, what what else do we have to talk about? We have to rate this movie. Okay. Um, I so last week I gave Avalon High a three point five, and while I enjoy Avalon High more, I think this is a better movie. So I'm going to give get a clue. I don't know if it's quite deserving of a four, but I might give it like a 3.8. So we're swapping because that's what I gave Avalon High last week. And for this week, I'm going to give Get a Clue a 3.5. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So So we're still kind of on the same page. We've given some, these have been a couple solid movies to start out with. Like, obviously they have their moments, but overall enjoyable. Next week's movie could be controversial. I'm not sure. It's a movie I like. Again, Lizzie doesn't know what it is yet. I don't know what it is yet. It's one I think Lizzie probably hasn't seen. But it is directed by our favorite Kenny Ortega. It is 2015's Disney's Descendants. I have never seen this, but my sister went through a big phase of loving Also, we'll have some great thoughts from an actual child next week. She'll probably have many thoughts. She might actually have to be your co-host because... (gasps) Maybe we'll get an actual cameo? Maybe so. I'll see if she is feeling comfortable with it. This has been the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into decoms. This episode was edited by Lizzie and collectively conceived of as a post-grad crisis by Lizzie and Hannah. This podcast has been distributed by Anchor, and we hope you'll join us again next week for an analysis of Disney's Descendants. All right, well, I, uh, gonna go eat some soup. Okay. Like the Adam Driver TikTok sound. Good soup.
You think we can edit that out? We absolutely can. Okay. There was enough silence around it for it to 